and welcome to How to Survive Your Life. I'm Molly Merwin, and I'm joined, as always, by Daisy Earle and Kaylee Cassidy. This podcast takes inspiration from the news, discusses it, debates it, and gives you top tips on how to survive everything. Hello, and welcome to How to Survive Your Life. As you just heard, I am Molly Merwin, and as you also just heard, I'm joined as always by Kaylee Cassidy and Daisy Earle, and today we're going to help you survive pubs. With everything kind of coming back to somewhat normality, the new normal, pubs are obviously a very, here in the UK, it's just part of the culture, and people might have forgotten like how to act, so we're going to help you survive. But first, let's check in. Ladies, how are you doing? Kaylee. Kaylee, I'm going to start with you. Yay. How are you? How are you surviving? I'm good. I'm surviving. So I've decided that I'm going to, that it's really difficult to meet up with people and people do keep sort of canceling because they're scared of um, Mm -hmm. stuff. So I've decided that I'm just going to do some Kaylee dates. I'm taking myself on a date after this and I've booked myself a gallery trip to Pace Gallery. I did, I saw an Instagram, my friend Hetty had been and it looked really good. So I was like, I'm going to see it's free. So I'm going to go, I'm cycling all the way to Hyde Park in this heat which will be fun I'm sure I'll get very sweaty and then yeah and then I'm gonna um I'm gonna have a little gallery trip and do a Kaylee date is it an outside gallery it's inside oh nice this is because I've been before I went Mm -hmm. with my friend Hetty to the white cube which was really good it's a very big gallery and they Mm -hmm. basically it's not just wandering around you're going in on a sort of rotation so nice I think I I do a lot of things by myself. I like, I love going to the movies by myself. Mm. I don't know why I don't do it as much. Well, obviously I can't do it now, but I used to go more so when I had like a nine to five job, I would sometimes just take a day off and go to the film like during the day because I'm like, Ooh, I'm doing something naughty. Everybody else has to work. And I yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, and I, I don't know why I don't do it as much now. I love going to the theater by myself. Well, we hope that you things. weren't going to breaking into cinemas and sitting there <laughs> well, on your no. own watching. I don't know. Guys, desperate times desperate measures uh, daisy how about you are you breaking into any cinemas how are you surviving i'm i'm not breaking into cinemas but i went to the cinema last weekend for the first time and it was just oh, me and my husband so yeah it's the only one that's open near here it's that the every man in stratford is in stratford upon avon like warwickshire and no one was there there was only one <laughs> couple right at the back of the room and then us so it's just big cinema with just like four people in it which was good for distancing yeah but every man is that really like fancy cinema you know you sit on sofas and you can have yeah we have a we have a membership to it oh we kind of splurged and got a membership it's and that's a great thing to splurge on though well yeah it's kind of like our little you know gift to ourselves each month you know that's a good gift I love it I oh it was so much so much fun though it just it was nice to just feel normal and then I went with my parents to this place near here called the lavender fields which is obviously just fields of lavender which are they're so pretty side note if you guys come visit me here I'm going to take you to the lavender fields because they're amazing 
but they I bought I have to say there I have a small criticism it's not criticism just feedback I bought a flapjack and it was meant to be a lavender flapjack and I had had lavender mm. ice cream before and it tastes quite nice so I thought oh, it's probably gonna taste nice it was so strong it just felt like I was eating raw lavender like I might as well have just got a flower and like put it in yeah. my mouth so that's my only slight <laughs> feedback on the lavender I've got food. a lavender story you might like this amazing of course you do <laughs> shock welcome to the lavender story so i was playing tennis the other day and i was come out with my friend and then i was on my way home and i just smelt lavender and i, I looked and there's this woman cut with a massive lavender bush which sounds a bit rude <laughs> <laughs> We're delightful. <laughs> so she had this massive lavender bush and she was like snipping away at it. And I was like, oh, is that lavender? And she was like, yeah, I'm throwing it away because I've got another bush in the garden. I've just got loads of it. <laughs> so um, so I was like, oh, and she went, so I was like, well, that, like, that's lovely. And then I went to walk off and she went, do you want to take some of it? And so, look, I've got jars uh-huh. of this lavender all around the house. Oh my now. god, you actually do! Yeah, she gave me tons of it, and I That's put a little great. bit in my flatmate's room because it helps you Aww. sleep. And yeah, yeah, we have a lavender bush. Oh, um, I don't have a lavender bush. Me neither. Hashtag <laughs> <laughs> lavender bush. We used to have a big bush, but then we had to cut it back, and we planted a new one. But it hasn't. It hasn't. Uh, it's not as fragrant as the old one. But it, maybe it's just because it's young. <laughs> I can't honestly I'm too try- I'm too childish to cope with this episode today sorry listeners we are we are 15 and we are literally <laughs> crying from laughing over lavender bushes <laughs> um, on that note when you go to a pub you might want to bring some lavender with you great mm-hmm. seamless Seamless link there, Molly. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Um, Today we're we're talking about pubs as people start to emerge from lockdown and go back into public. Alex and I tried to go to a pub last Friday. He was like, I just want a pint. I just want a pint in a pub. That's all I want. And so we went to one of our locals and they're like, do you have a booking? And we're like, no. And we're like, we just just wanted like a drink, just a quick drink. They're like, sorry, you need a booking. And that was the case everywhere near us then we went to shortage and yeah we were able to walk right in but we did to go which is fine we're like we'll take it mm-hmm. so we did to go and we we it was lovely because we got to sit, sit next to the canal and have a pint and it was it was great with our buddy i went to one in sydenham and it was a really nice one in a massive beer garden i went a couple of weeks ago i haven't been since i only went once and i only had half a pint of guinness because guinness is the one thing i think that tastes exquisite in a bar i agree maybe not as good as in ireland but yeah so i got i got that and then i and then i left i wasn't really that fussed but i think i guess it is part of building back the economy and yeah you know sort of getting back to normal in life because yeah it's like a big part of socializing in england yeah i was gonna say because this i'm i'm really excited about this because i just did not appreciate pub culture before moving here Mm. because it really is part of the culture here i mean it's the public house I just, I didn't really appreciate how, I don't know. I mean, as, as, as British people, do you think, do you think that the pub getting back to the pub is, is just part of like, are you excited about that? Do you think it's importance? 
I mean, I know there's the economy ramifications, but well, I'll be that, honest like, with po- you. Yeah. I think like it's a lovely part of flirting if you're single, but you can't even do that now. So I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Daisy, what about you? I think it's important to go back. I've been this week. I went with my mom and the pub near us has a massive beer garden. So no one was near each other. Like obviously my parents in the countryside, so we're quite lucky. But they did this thing where they got an old farm trailer and they've converted it into a table. So literally just took like the structure of a trailer and then made it into a table. So you can still see the wheels and stuff underneath and then you sit oh, on long cool. benches around it, which I thought was very cool. But yeah, I, I loved it actually. It made me feel very like normal again. Yeah. And my dog came with me. I'm going to send you an adorable oh. photo that I'd oh. like to use for this episode of my dog with a pint and he looks so at home with it like he's having the time of his life no but he just he's he's all for show he looks adorable (laughs) yes you do get a very expensive thing that is dog beer but dog beer I just too much it's too much dog beer yeah and also doesn't need a beer and he wouldn't care because they don't have the concept of no. beer. He's never gone, oh, I really could do with a beer. My mum my mum used to get dog whipped cream for Missy, her lurcher. Dog I mean, whipped cream. Your mum's after and- my own heart, Kaylee, because that sounds cool. <laughs> <laughs> but you know something I love about pub culture here, though? It is you don't have to drink alcohol to go to the pub. Like, it's not a big deal if you're just sitting there drinking tea. But it is a big deal if you're just drinking the tap water because they're like, well, yeah. you're not paying to be in here. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> Do they say it just yeah. like that? Well, you're <laughs> no, but I do. But but having a tea is I, I think that's I think that's great. Because I think in the state, if you go to a bar, a pub, you're there for a reason. That's to drink and get drunk. Whereas here, pubs just like the social thing you do. And if you don't want to drink, it's no big deal. Uh, Just have a tea, but don't have a water. Mm. Okay, ladies, let's get to it then. Let's help people survive. Let's give them our top survival tips. If this is your first time, welcome. Thanks for joining us. If you're coming back, thanks. How are you? Did you have a good week? I hope it was good. I hope you've been kind to yourself. That's Yeah, we did, Molly. It was really fun. Amazing. Great. Great. Buster, thank you. Each week, Kaylee and Daisy will bring three top tips each. We will have three rounds where each of them will present one of their top tips. The other will then rebut the other one's tips. I hope that makes sense and you're following. If you're not, that's okay. Join us. You'll figure it out really quick because I believe in you and your intelligence. I give points each round, two points to the best top tip that I agree with. And then I give additional points to possibly the rebuttal or just random things that I want to give points to. And at the end, we will decide, I will decide really, let's be honest. I will decide who the survivalist of the week is. Coming back, Kaylee won survivalist of cues. Kaylee was the survivalist of cues. And holidays. Holidays. Both of them, right? You were the survivalist of both of them. If you haven't listened to those episodes yet, don't worry. You can go back and listen to them after you listen to this What's the score, Molly? The score is now tied. Oh. (laughs) Yes. So you two are equals once again. Oh, yeah. 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 What? What were you going to ask? No, I was thinking like holidays was last week. So yeah. And I did win that one. Yeah. So you won holidays and cues. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. So with that, you are the returning survivalist, Kaylee, and you will begin. Kaylee, what is your first top tip for surviving pubs? My first top tip is to have a local And that's just to help you feel at home in your neighborhood. 
So I love a good old fashioned pub. I think it's really important to live it like to to living in England, I suppose, and Ireland because they love pubs in Ireland too. I love an old like what I mean by an old fashioned pub is like the chairs stink, the floors <laughs> sticky, and there's fifty p on the pool table when you go in in the morning. Like that's the sort of pub I like. That's the sort of pub. I grew up in because I'm a pub baby, which means that every single weekend we would just be at the pub with my parents. So there's a couple of pubs we went to, the brewery, which had a big park across the road. So all the parents would sit outside drinking and we'd go over and play in the park. Then there was the... Can I I just ask something? Is your parents, is one Irish and one Scottish? Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. Makes sense to me. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, Definitely. and also I love the expression "pub baby." It's the most adorable thing you've ever said. As if you've made it seem like it's a concept, like it's a real, like <laughs> you know, I'm a pub baby. You get that right, pub baby. One of the babies that's in the pub. Oh, sure, a pub baby. I've got you. Okay, sure. I, no, seriously, <laughs> I thought this was just another thing that, as an American, I didn't know. So I was like, <laughs> Cool. I wrote that down. I'll remember that. What's the American but equivalent? Just the, a bar baby. Bar baby. He, there is no really Amer. I mean, Saloon. it's more like oh, there's a you have a baby <laughs> in a bar. Yeah. I don't know if anybody ever saw Sweet Home Alabama, but there is a line where Reese Brotherspoon goes, "You have a baby in a bar." <laughs> so <laughs> it's not exactly. Good. You're judged a little. Judgment from the judge. Judging there. me. Judging my parents, it wasn't my fault. She I was, was a pub baby. baby. A pub this baby. is in America. Anyway, sorry, Kayla. Sorry. Back to your pub baby childhood. No, don't worry. Don't say sorry. I'll just extrapolate. Is extrapolate a word? Sure. Good word. On that pub baby thing a little bit more. When I was born, my dad was in the pub and my mum rang or the whoever rang. Her, I think my mum was in hospital with her friends and said, oh, you, you know, she's gone into labour. And my dad was like, I will still take a pay until we'll, ask, we'll wait and see what the score is and then I'll be there and... And then I think Celtic, yeah, Celtic must have won. So he didn't come to see me for three days. What? <laughs> yeah. Hayley, <laughs> yeah. honestly. See when, <laughs> see when we decided to do this podcast, I never imagined that you, like, I thought the interesting stuff would be like the research we do, what we find. No. You are just a treasure trove. <laughs> I mean, your dad didn't, I mean, it's too funny. It's too funny. Okay. Continue. It's too stereotypical too. Like it's almost yeah. can't be true, but it is. Go ahead, Kate. <laughs> so yeah, so I, but despite this, I love a good old pub. And my mum used to be a cleaner of the Upton Vale, this pub. And it was a huge, 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 big mansion of a thing on a little hill, which overlooked the coach station in Torquay. This, oh man, I, I absolutely, we used to go in with her in the mornings. Like on, I think she cleaned on Saturday and Sunday morning. So we would go in, me, my brother and sister, and we would run straight to the pool table and we'd be like, yeah, 50p. Oh, and then we'd be running around looking for the money the drunk people had dropped so we would make more money than my mom (laughs) but um yeah fun fun memories of the the little stools with the red cushions on the top and the dartboard and like the conservatory and just like little nibbles on the floor crunched into the carpet and yeah I just I just really do have this fond memory of of pubs and unfortunately like it is a shame because the economy like the economy of pub business these big pubs are being made into flats so now Upton Vale is a bunch of flats and just 
doesn't it they didn't even keep it as the pub and make it into flats they sort of just completely knocked it down and rebuilt it which I thought was really sad mm, yeah but yeah so so Samuel Peps the famous diarist he calls the pub the heart of England and he was saying that in the 17th century and nothing's changed since the 17th century. And how do I know that? Well, look at all the memes that came out when Boris Johnson announced on the 4th of July that we could go back into pubs. Everybody was posting all these crazy videos of like, oh, I can't wait to get in. So you had the golden ticket with Charlie going, ah, oh, oh, yeah. the golden ticket, we can go to pubs. My favorite one was the football video where they were showing the World Cup, but they changed it to Boris Johnson saying... And you know what? You can, he doesn't even speak like this. That's a bad impression. <laughs> I'm not even going to try. But he was bumbling and saying like, oh, you know, you can go back into pubs on the 4th of July. And everyone just started cheering. Like it was the World Cup, like sort of goal. I sent that to a friend and she was like, oh, like how have those people got in the pub? And so <laughs> she thought it was a legitimate, a legitimate video, oh, but it had been edited. And I thought that was the best, but didn't really like any of the others. They were all quite sad. And I felt sad because obviously, pub culture is a big part of socializing in our country and people are obviously feeling very lonely and going to the pub I think it's not just about the alcohol I think it's about the spirit and the community and a lot of places in England have locals like it's it's important I think because I've moved around so much it's hard I need to find myself a new local around here but yeah I think um it just made me think that yeah like going and sitting in a pub and you know I've worked in pubs and I worked in a little old man pub in um, I called them little old man pubs because that's all that's in there um <laughs> is little old men <laughs> But I worked in one in St. Mary Church in Torquay when I moved back from Thailand and I worked there for six months and I worked in the daytime, like 11 till five. So I would basically serve the same five men and they would sit at the bar and they would be drinking pints that, you know, they would just, I would do crosswords with them or we'd watch the snooker together. Wouldn't say much. We would just sort of, but that for them, that was important. I think it's important to have a local. And do you know what the name of the top pub is? Like most popular name for a pub is in England. Prince of Wales. That's such a good guess. guess. The Queen's Arms. Can I have another? No, you... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Crown and anchor. The gardener's arm? No. So I'm going to give you another clue. It's a colour and an animal. Oh, the, the blue, red lion. red lion, blue lion. It's oh, the red, red lion. lion. <laughs> I don't know why I said the blue lion. I love that you said the blue lion. The red lion does sound like a very pub yeah. pub name. Yeah, so the yeah. red lion is the most popular name for a pub in England. We do need to participate in pub culture to keep pubs alive. And so people just don't go to Weatherspoons Because, yes. you know, these amazing buildings are getting bought by Weatherspoons. He's a very mm-hmm. questionable man. And mm-hmm. I think that we want the local business of the local pub of like, just a landlord owning a pub and and I think they care more about the way they serve even though like Weatherspoons now apparently a pint is like a pound but I don't know if that's because I don't know if there's more dark intentions behind that I haven't really looked into it too much I think they're just trying to get people in the door I know yeah yeah exactly and then it takes away all the business from the independent pubs Mm -hmm. which so I say look for your independent pub and and make it your local and you don't have to get too pissed but just socialize and yeah I guess I guess this is more a comment for out of coronavirus time whenever that is great thank you Kaylee Daisy your rebuttal so firstly when you said 
Samuel Peps. Did you mean Samuel Peeps? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. okay. <laughs> it's because I was like, oh, there was another one. Then I thought, no, I did not It's okay, lovely. Twin brother? Yeah, his twin, Samuel Peps. Okay, so that was just me heckling Kaylee's Mate, it's so funny that you said that because when I said it, I went, yes, I said it right. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I totally agree, though. I absolutely know what you mean by an old man pub, and I love them, and I love everything about them. Like you said, you, you, you did such a good picture of them like the red bar stools just everything I love a bit of a like sticky pub that sounded wrong I could rephrase that but you know what I mean I do love an old pub with a lavender bush yeah (laughs) we're filthy this episode but no I I would take an old man like spit and sawdust pub over a trendy wine bar any day Mm. but I will say something in defense of Weatherspoons now the thing is I find Weatherspoons very comforting and they do have some amazing buildings. But I wonder if there wasn't a Weatherspoons there, I don't think there would, I think they would become flat. So I think that so many pubs can't afford it. It was like Weatherspoons or nothing. For me, when I was a comic, Weatherspoons was great because A, it's really cheap and I can, I sometimes would want to eat like not a sandwich, but a proper meal, but I couldn't afford a restaurant meal. So Weatherspoons is quite a kind of public service. It definitely gives like retired old men to somewhere to give opinions in the middle of the day. Do you know <laughs> what I mean? They There's a lot of opinions that fly around the Weatherspoons. But also you have a tech service. So this is very um, good in the current climate that you can, but you always had it or you have done for like yeah. the last sort of yeah. year or two. And if I was eating on my own and I feel a bit awkward and I don't want to leave my bag on the table, etc., for like lone travellers like myself when I'm doing gigs, you can just sit and then text your order. It's it's great. But if you read, there's a magazine in Weatherspoons called Pint Taken, and that is quite racist. So you've got to be, it's like your grandparents, you're comforted by them, but you just have to totally overlook their racist views. And that is how I feel about Weatherspoons because the guy that runs it is a bit mad mm. but problematic that's how I feel about Weatherspoons pub don't mm. go too into the detail of the magazine but don't read the magazine yeah don't read it or read it I don't know yeah they're not great don't read it no thank you Daisy I was only laughing at pint taken yeah I think that's funny a- I've never read it so I don't know I wasn't laughing at any racism. Fun little pun. <laughs> Just the pun. I will say though, this I agree with the tech service. However, this uh, this may be a good thing coming out of Corona. Moving forward, that's just going to have to be what a lot of pubs and restaurants do. So the independent pubs are going to have to be doing that. They do. There's one in in the pub near me now called uh, yeah. Your Round or something. So actually you guys could download it. Loads of pubs have it now. I also wonder with Witherspoons, and this is going to be any place that has, just, like, at what's, like, what is the cost? Like, they have such cheap stuff. I remember yeah. when we first moved here, we lived here like days and we go to a Witherspoons because we didn't know. And we're like, oh my God, everything's so cheap in England. Everything's so, every talks, it's so expensive in London. This is so cheap. Yeah. <laughs> and little did we know. And, but at what, co- like, how are they getting things so cheap? It's, uh, I do know the answer. It's because it's mass selling. So basically uh. there's so many Weatherspoons in the UK and they're normally pretty full. So they're just 
quantity wise selling so much they can make better deals with breweries and stuff and that's the same principle as like tesco you can yeah. get a better deal in big supermarkets because they buy quantity, quantity so they can you know they're selling sense. so many their margins bigger but that's what makes it so hard for independent yeah. shops and bars and and that's why i think people need to remember when they're buying independent it will be more expensive because it's not a level playing field yeah there you go okay daisy thank you kaylee daisy what is your first top tip for surviving pubs my first top tip is there is now a it's an nhs sort of initiative although i don't know who actually oversees it properly but i don't know if you guys have been to a pub recently and had to leave your contact details mm. for the track and trace service because the idea is and it has happened there was a pub in in Essex where someone got coronavirus so the idea is if that the person that got the coronavirus would contact the places that they've been like the pub obviously you can't do it with shops that have your contact details and then they can contact everyone and say you know you need to isolate and then contain the infection or whatever so that's or contain the virus so that's the idea of it so it's like a really important medical thing so my advice to sort of bar staff really would be to respect the fact that people are leaving their contact details for a very specific reason and to respect it not to use it because so this is from the daily mail but interesting earlier this week there were quite a few articles about this and a lot of them have been taken down. There was one in The Independent. So I don't know whether, I don't know why they were taken down, but but this one is, is still up. And I actually did see, because it went viral on Twitter, I saw the girls tweet about it. And then I did check Twitter just to check the tweet was still up. So this was still true. And from what I can tell it is, but basically a bartender, so the girl, I won't say her name actually, because I, I'm only worried that, I don't know whether she asked for it to be taken down and I, I don't think her name's very relevant to the story, but she's basically like a, a graduate and she went into a pub from what I can gather was in England, in Oxfordshire. And then the bartender using the contact details she left for the test and trace thing messaged her so this is a message and i'll read it to you he put hi there i'm really sorry for messaging i definitely didn't use that track and trace thing to find you <laughs> side note <laughs> if you're ever gonna lie about something in any film in any cartoon you should learn this from when you're a kid if someone comes into your house and says hey, uh, I'm definitely not a murderer. Immediately <laughs> kick them out of your house because they're the murderers. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> this is very much trying to hide in plain sight here. So you put, I definitely didn't use that track and tracing to find you. Honestly, I saw you on Tinder the day before. And then the day after, you came up as a suggested friend on Facebook. Now, I know that that is actually possible, but not through Tinder. I had this when I used to do online dating. If someone has your phone number and you both have WhatsApp, then they might come up as a suggested mm -hmm. friend on Facebook. Yeah. But it wouldn't come up through an online dating site or via that route. 
if that was the only connection. And she went on to say she deleted Tinder two years ago. So it was... The liar. He's lying. It just gets deeper and deeper. He's just not very good at it. Anyway, he put, I have no clue how or why, but I've always meant to try to talk to you and see if you would like to have a drink sometime. I mean, you work in a bar. She's always having a drink. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> anyway, have a drink sometime. But have been so nervous when I get anywhere close to getting the courage. I don't know if it's just oh, because it's I'm quite so sad. Like I feel sorry for him that he's so nervous. Oh, I know, but it gets it's a bit creepy. He oh. then says, "I'm so intimidated by how beautiful you are." Now, for me, I'm quite a plain woman. That's never been a barrier in my life, so that's <laughs> nice. Lots of people chat to me. I'm very approachable. But <laughs> how beautiful you are, and also the fact. But then this bit, also the fact you're with a guy every time you come in, and I'm like, is he throwing shade that she's with yeah. different guys? Or ignoring the fact then she probably has a partner. I don't know. Anyway, he put, I do apologize for the random request and now message. And basically just, he towels off, but it's just that he wanted to have a drink. So the employee was suspended per, uh, pending an investigation, the newspaper article says. So I don't, I don't know what, what the thing was. People's reaction on Twitter was interesting because whilst I think he crossed a line and it wasn't, no, it wasn't a nice thing to do. It just wasn't an appropriate thing to do because, you know, it broke GDPR and it's not, uh, which is like our data protection. And it wasn't, you know, he's doing a job there and that's kind of overstepping. There were people that reacted to her tweet with like, oh my God, I'm so sorry that happened to you. And I kind of thought, nothing really happened to you like someone messaged you you can block them you know I'd I'd wouldn't feel if someone messaged me and said would you like to go for a drink even if they'd got my details in a like you know underhand way I would still just think well this is a text on my phone that's relatively polite but all the same I do think it's still it is quite inappropriate so I would say my tick to bar pub staff would be to not contact people if they've given you test and trace details. Okay. Thank you, Daisy. Kaylee, your rebuttal. This guy's clearly a patient of the Hollywood narrative, right? Where it's okay to do inappropriate things in the quest of love. Such that's actually such yeah. a good point though, because yeah. there's so you're so <laughs> right. So many Hollywood films, yeah, that would be he would be the like protagonist yeah. that's so yeah. true yeah. and yeah. you'd be rooting for him yeah but yeah I think there's this thing called calling out and calling in did she call him in before she called him out like that would be my question because did she message him back no. and go hi can you did you get my I need to know the truth did you get my information by track and trace mm-hmm. because this is really inappropriate and I don't think that's okay I feel like we don't do that mm-hmm. enough we don't call people in we're always I, I I don't actually call people out on Twitter I don't really use mm-hmm. it I just sort of post a picture of how to survive your life but but I I really think that if you are somebody who uses Twitter like that you need to think about what you're saying to the person and the communication you're opening up because yes he did do something inappropriate he's clearly very bowled over by this person and his behavior isn't right but have you spoke to him about his behavior before you spoke mm. to the universe that's my rebuttal. 
Great. Thank you, Kaylee. There's this play called Boy Gets Girl, and I forgot the playwright. It's, but anyway, I don't know if you've ever heard of it or read it. It's, it takes Could it be a- Samuel Peps? What <laughs> <laughs> Samuel Peps? How did you know? Anyway, but it's it's about the same thing where, you know, it takes the narrative that typically the, this guy basically starts stalking this woman. But the narrative that if this was a rom-com we'd all be rooting for him. But actually she's like, no, you are in like, I've told you no. And everybody else is saying, oh, he's so nice. He sent you flowers. She's like, but I broke up with him. You know, oh, get the guy. I don't want to. Really good, good play. I recommend Boy Girl. Can I just quickly tell you, I once had a boyfriend who was Dutch. And you know how Dutch people are like very direct. I broke up with him because we had an argument. And I literally just sent him a message. I wasn't very nice about it. I was very kind of cold. And I just said, look, I'm really sorry. And we haven't been dating very long. So I was like, look, uh, you seem like a nice guy, but... I just don't feel that you're right for me. I don't think this is going anywhere. So I, I don't want us to be in contact anymore. And I, I don't really want to see you again. Sorry, you know. Mm-hmm. And it was like that direct. <laughs> he immediately phoned me. <laughs> and he went, I can't do a Dutch accent. I'm not going to try it because it's offensive. I'll try. But he was like, oh, yes. He was like, I got your message. Um, It's not a, it's not a very good reason to break up. So... <laughs> Uh, I don't think you're being very sensible about this. And I just thought, oh, and we did, he managed to talk me around. <laughs> and then we dated for like another month. And I thought, oh my God, all the times that people have broke up with me, I never knew that was an option to be like, <laughs> um, sorry, I don't think you'll be very sensible about this. So let's just discuss it. So funny. He was bowled over by you, days. Yes. <laughs> okay, great round, ladies. Also, uh, Kayla, you said calling in to call out. Is that is that what you called it? No, you call, you call it in before you call, call it, it in. out. Where you call it out. I like that expression. Great. Okay. So let's 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 go at it here, ladies. Lots of points to give out. I'm gonna first give the top tip point. And to that, I'm going to give to Kaylee. Have a local and make it independent. I think this is just really, really good advice, especially if you are moving to the UK. I think this is really, really good advice. And I think it's important to support independent to support support independent locals and it's just i don't know i just have this conversation i miss pop so freaking much right now i also love like i love like outside the city pubs like edinburgh pubs oh anyway i digress so yeah i'm gonna give two points to kaylee for that i'm also gonna give a point to daisy i do agree with her if you are working in the restaurant industry you have to respect the contact details there is a reason we have this there is a global pandemic this is a health crisis. And if you start abusing that, then people are going to be hesitant. They're not going to give correct contact details. And it's just wrong. I mean, it's just wrong. It's just invasion of privacy. So I am going to give uh, Daisy a point for that. And then, um, but then I'm also going to give Kaylee another point for call it in before you call it out. I just asked you and now I can't remember what you just said, but I really no, like it. Great. Say it again. That's it. Call, call it, it in, in before, you, before you call it out. Right. Because I think you made a really good point. Think about how you're communicating on social media. Just think about how you communicate, period. I feel like people just throw, they, mm-hmm. they talk at people constantly and they're not trying to, and I guess that is social media. It's hard to have a dialogue, but think about like what you're actually saying and what you're actually putting out there. And sometimes, I'm not saying in this instance, but sometimes people say things and that's not how they intended it 
or you can take that as an opportunity to educate them on something. So call it in before you call it out. So great. So that is three to one, Kaylee, as we go into round two. And Daisy, you're going to start this one off. Daisy, what is your second top tip for surviving pubs? Okay, my second top tip. So I got this information from a few different sources, including ITV and The Telegraph and The Metro. I've also realized recently the reason that, because I hate the Daily Mail, and I thought, I don't know how I keep getting daily mail articles into uh-huh. my research but it's because it's free it's because online because yeah. the, on the telegraph i have to subscribe and i haven't yeah. so i need to subscribe to news i think if i that's certainly i don't have any money at the moment but i think it for the continuation of this podcast i may need to invest in in some proper news sources but anyway my tip is <laughs> wanting to explain myself because i hate the mail so much and i feel like every week i'm like well my source is a daily mail but Basically, the, there has been talks in Wales, but also in England, the, the Lords are debating whether when they're looking at the new legislation around outdoor seating areas in pubs, which obviously become really important as it's not indoor, whether to ban, ban smoking outside the pub. I totally disagree. I think you should be able to smoke like a dragon. <laughs> In a in a pub, I think you should be able to smoke to your heart's content. And smoke, they do. They're big, yeah, big smokers. They? It's a real what problem that, in the dragon their, um, community. What's their drag? What's their drag? Um, <laughs> they're really into like I can't even think of a brand of cigarettes. Um, Benson and Hedges. Mar- that's the thing. I knew it. Mar- I knew they were Marble Lights. <laughs> <laughs> no, a few of them do rollies with their little dragon no, claws. I was but... imagining dragons doing rollies. <laughs> yeah. um, but yeah, so I think you should be able to smoke like Pat Butcher, you know, chain smoke like women used to in the 50s. I mean, Katie, you're a pub baby. It didn't do you any harm. Do you know what I mean? I think that... Not at all. I just smell of smoke all the time now. <laughs> and I... I noticed that about you and I didn't want to mention it, but now it's like, oh, it all makes sense. But I just think it's very alarmist to ban smoking outside of a pub. And I have a few reasons why I think you shouldn't. One, the pubs are really going to suffer. And we as performers, you know, as actors, improvisers, comedians, we need their function rooms. A pub function room (laughs) is so important to me, to our art, because we need people to buy the booze so we can have the room for free. We can't afford theatres. We are not those people. And most kind of struggling artist types aren't. So a pub function room has a very important community, you know, function that that we definitely need. I also just think like, so pubs are struggling. A lot of people like to have a smoke and have a drink. I think if you're doing, if you're smoking, I understood the indoor smoking ban. It never bothered me. I'm not a smoker myself, but I understood the logic that it would affect the staff and stuff. I did think that, you know, there may have been alternatives to banning, like using proper, you know, what's the word? Ventilation, filtration systems, you know, to get it out of the bar and that kind of thing. But fine, I, indoor is fair enough. I mean, I remember when I used to go clubbing when there wasn't a smoking ban, people would be smoking there would be like a sort of haze of smoke above the dance floor. Mm, People would yeah. smoke as they dance. I used to get burnt all the yes. time. Like my bag would get burnt. It was just, and no, that's an element of fun. You know, I think having an element of danger and fire in, in a 
club full of drunk people. Or an aeroplane. Bring them yeah. back the aeroplanes. I mean, that's mad, isn't it? You had an aeroplane. It's just survival of the fittest. You know what I mean? I think uh, <laughs> I think that's it's evolution. I'm fine with it. But outside the pub, I think you're in the fresh air. So even if someone's smoking right next to you, it's going to disperse in the huge amount of air. So I just think... Yeah, I'm not for it at all. I think it's very nanny state. Because also when when people say, oh, but the health effect of smoking, I'm like, yeah, but the health effect of anything. Do you mean? Well, well, let's talk about the health effect of alcohol then. Do you mean we might as well just ban pubs altogether if that's what we're going for? I I think people should be able to make their own decisions. And I could understand having a non-smoking area, like maybe if you've got kids or something, like you don't have cigarettes around a play park, that's fine. But actually outside a pub and on pavements, I think you should just be able to smoke to your heart's content. Great. Thank you, Daisy. Blow it in people's faces. Be antisocial. Do what you want. Do it. That's some social distancing. Thank you, Daisy. Kaylee, your rebuttal. My only issue with smoking like a dragon is where are you going to put your butts, guys? They need to go in a cigarette bin. That's it. That's all I've got. Right. That's the point. Thank you, Kaylee. I hadn't thought of that. Sure, we could figure out something like a trash can. Or something. Yeah. Like yep. <laughs> Molly solved it in one sentence. Done. <laughs> Kaylee, what is your second top tip for surviving pubs? Okay, so my second top tip, and by the way, I think that Daisy's name should be Lavender Bush now because I'm Muko and you're just willy nilly, and she's Lavender Bush. <laughs> I'll do it. That's fine. That's if that's what you want. I'll um. That's I'll what make I want. All dreams come true. Yeah. Lavender Bush. <sighs> I feel like really got the short straw, but (laughs) anything for you, you know. Oh, so my set my second top tip is to go and have a pint on your own. And if this is something you've never done before, I challenge you to do it uh, just for the experience just once. I'm not saying do it all the time, but I definitely think going and having a pint by yourself is an experience that everyone should try. So like drinking alone is stigmatized often people look at people like a woman especially drinking on her own oh what's wrong with her why aren't you with a man like sort of vibe so I think that going and drinking a pint on your own male or female or non-binary is an empowering experience and and you don't need a podcast you don't need anything in you can just sit drink your drink and then leave maybe read the newspaper not the Daily Mail, but get yourself the independent or the, <laughs> something from the shop. Yeah, just really, a book. yeah, a book. Read your book, have a little drink, and just really embrace that sort of solo time and solitude out in a different atmosphere. Because I think sometimes you can feel like everyone is part of these clans and you're mm. like separated from that. And that's yeah. not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing to be on your own. When I did the Camino, uh, so the most recent one I did, I walked from Portugal to Spain and I ended my Camino in Santiago, but I began it in Lisbon, but I didn't walk from Lisbon. I flew to, uh, no, I took a bus to the border. And I, so I I did it all in silence so I couldn't talk. So nobody really wanted to make friends with me because because they wanted to have a conversation and I I wasn't able to do that. And also I wanted to explore some sense of solitude myself. So, so you'd walk in the morning from like eight until maybe like four and then the whole evening where, you know, I, I, there's no distractions for me. So I would go sit in the pub and I would have a drink. And the best thing about the Spanish bars is they give you the free snacks. So I would have Mm -hmm. my, um, 
little salty snacks and I'd sit there and I would just look at the it was a little village you know that you you would never go to normally and I would just look around and and I just felt like it was a really special a special thing to do and I just recommend maybe other people look at doing that if you're like at the moment thinking like oh I want to go away but I don't have anyone to go with then maybe just go for the night away on your own and then go and sit in the pub garden and have a pint and it be it's okay so that's my top tip Great. Thank you, Kaylee. Daisy, your rebuttal. Well, I think it's fine to be on your own. (laughs) Kaylee's done this really sneaky thing recently, and I think she's playing me at my own game (laughs) where she gives just really fucking reasonable tips so I can't (laughs) say the thing like, uh, no, woman, you may not be alone. Um, But also reach out to friends. You know, I think that in quarantine that sometimes we all get a bit lonely and actually you know remember to uh, that you can now because I think we've got so used to staying at home that stay home message and isolate Mm -hmm. message was so strong people forget that actually you are allowed to meet people Mm -hmm. and then you get a bit kind of nervous and awkward so feel empowered also to say to a mate why don't we go to the pub together thank you great Daisy thank you very much real quick this made me think of I think it's in South Korea or Japan. I could be wrong. It's really taboo to eat by yourself, like anyone. And so people will pay someone else to just sit with them. Wow. If they don't have someone. Wow. I yeah, I, listeners, if I'm wrong, let me know. But I think it's South Korea that is just really taboo to eat by yourself and you're look, kind of looked down upon because people are like, what's wrong with mm-hmm. them? But, but yeah, anyway, great stuff. Okay. Yes. Can I... Sorry, just on that note, tell you when I ordered a butler in the buff, which is like basically a butler in the buff. Yeah, so it's basically it's like a good looking man, and then he wears a little apron and just boxer shorts and has a little bow tie. And it was for my friend's hen party, so it's like a novelty Mm -hmm. thing they just serve you drinks and do party games and stuff (laughs) but on the contract that you sign to get your butler in the buff it says butler it was something like our butlers are for novelty and party purposes please note that we consider a party to be three (gasps) or more individuals and I thought what absolute (laughs) hero (laughs) what woman once thought do you know what it's Saturday night I'm a bit lonely I would like a man to bring me drinks for the next two hours I've got the 50 quid or whatever it costs I'm gonna get one I'm getting myself a butler and then just some awkward student like oh do you want another another little drink Helen or oh that's amazing okay great stuff so I'm gonna start with the two points for the top tip and I'm actually gonna agree with Daisy smoke like a dragon because uh, I'm actually not a big supporter of cigarettes but outside like who cares it's not gonna really hurt it's it's out it's gonna disperse and also selfishly uh performers we need the pub function room okay and pubs are struggling so we need that so get out there smoke 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 and support your pub so two points to Daisy for that 
again, I can't, I'm, I don't know what's wrong with me today, guys. I'm just giving so many points out, but I am going to give a point to Kaylee for go have a pint on your own. We talked about this earlier. I think it's so important. I think it's healthy and it's good to go do something on your own, whether it's go to the cinema or go to the pint. I've done this a lot, especially like when I, cause I've moved a lot and I don't have any friends yet, or my schedule is different than other people. And it's more depressing to just like sit at home and do nothing. And then I, I travel by myself. I used to, and uh, I've met some really good friends just sitting at a, a restaurant mm-hmm. or a bar or a pub and just striking up a conversation. So go have a pint on your own and that's okay. So that's four points to Kaylee. I'm not going to give a point to this, but I will agree with Daisy. We are getting used to being by ourselves. So don't hesitate to reach out to somebody because also sometimes people just appreciate being reached out to, you know, and, and asking, do you want to get a pint? But I'm not going to give a point to that because I can't be so willy nilly. Okay. With that, we are at three to four Kaylee. So it really could go either way, ladies in the final round. So Kaylee, what is your final top tip for surviving pubs? Okay. My final top tip is if you own a pub, give out some free bar nibbles. It's important. Okay. I'm not saying put Nobby's nuts out of business. Okay. You can still (laughs) stock Nobby's nuts in the pub, but also having the option of free bar snacks is I think really important and a nice novelty. I know having snacks on the bar has never been optimum activity because of urine and now coronavirus. But actually, if bar snacks were on the bar, now would be the perfect time to eat them because everyone washes their hands more, more, more (laughs) and more. So yeah, so I I think that Spain is wonderful because it does give out but like free salty snacks with each food. And obviously tapas comes from Spain and in Italy you pay for a drink and then you can have a free buffet so food is very important with drinking and it sort of stops people from getting really drunk which is good for social distancing because if you're really drunk you might start because my friend works in a bar and she says people when they get really drunk start tapping her and she's like hey one personal space is always a thing but two now it's social distancing so having food involved will stop people from getting too drunk there's a guy in Cornwall who put an electric fence up in his I saw that yeah I thought like is that just a that's literally my next top tip is it so if you talk about it I will shoot you no you can just no I'm now gonna have to make up a tip (laughs) I'm like no I'll leave that to you then I just thought yeah I'll leave that so so obviously in Spain you traditionally get free tapas with each drink and then this tradition is even dying out in Spain now and they're replacing like tapas like proper tapas with potato chips and peanuts and the loveliest thing in the world which is the big chunky maize it's sweet corn which is like chunky and salty and so good Mm. the history of snacks is quite interesting so um originally you would be in a pub like in the 17th century when samuel peeps was on his on his uh, lunch break on a um, and you'd get yeah. wandering hawkers going around uh, making a living selling snacks to the pub goers and these snacks would be like pickled whelks or sheep trotters okay and um, <laughs> so very different to the scampi fries and the <laughs> of today right but once when I was in Barcelona I used to teach this class of businessmen and on our last class they took me out for lunch and we had beer which was funny and then the bar like the beer came with snacks 
And one of the things was like, it was this like sort of roasted thing. And I like, you had to put a cocktail stick in to take it. And um, I went to take it and there's this really handsome guy, Rodrigo. And he's like, no, don't, it's back. And I was like, what? Yeah, what What do you mean it, it's back? I didn't know. And I put it in my mouth and he's like, it's a back. It's the back. And I was like, what? And it was like the back of a pig. And it had like, I don't know, it wasn't, it was, I wasn't vegan then, but I, it was very gross. It was disgusting. So they sort of, this bar it was out in the middle of nowhere, sort of still celebrated the sort of like trotters and piggies. There was piggies uh-huh. there as well as snacks. I looked at Book and Bailey online and they said that Frank Smith of Cricklewood was the first person to sell packeted crisps in England. So that's why we have them now. It's because of this guy, Frank Smith. Mm. But obviously crisps come from America. They're an American thing. You're welcome. So what he would do is he would serve in his pub these crisps in a packet with a little sachet of salt, which came with it. Now, these crisps still exist today. They're called salt and shake. Have you had them? Yeah, Yeah, I love them. Yeah. Oh, wow. They still exist today. They're the oldest bar snack. But the only thing is they were, it's not, owned by like Frank Smith Bar Snacks Company anymore. It's uh, been bought out by PepsiCo, which is funny, Samuel PepsiCo. (laughs) (laughs) So it's been bought out by PepsiCo, which is Walker's. So Walker's now own the Salt and Shake uh, original crisps. And the crisps come with a sachet of 0.6 grams salt, when in a normal packet of crisps, you get about 0.4 grams of salt. So you're getting more salt in your crisps if you're doing the salt and shake and they're not vegan the salt and shakes oh yeah so why am I talking so much about these salty snacks Um, (laughs) let me let me tell you salt makes beer go down easier salt creates thirst so people drink more they spend more comedians can go into the function rooms and do more gigs when we consume sodium chloride salt which is salt the receptors in our brains that perceive bitter tastes are temporarily weakened so it makes beer smoother and easier to drink. So with free salty snacks in bars, people will drink more. They'll spend more. They also won't get as drunk because their tummies are also soaking up some of the alcohol. And isn't it nice to create a nice atmosphere in a pub by offering punters from your local community something free for once? A big, massive bag of crisps from a wholesaler will be much cheaper and the cost expenditure of selling, of of the buying more drinks will definitely account for it. Yeah, so I just think, like, consider, if you're a landlord, offering some free salty snacks. It will benefit you and your cash register and our performance economy. Excellent. Thank you, Kaylee. Daisy, your rebuttal. I like the salty snack idea. My only issue, and Kaylee acknowledged it, is the hygiene issue. I just think, I know that you say, well, to me, the the pub nuts having urine in them, even if that's only very occasional and a trace of urine, any amount of urine on my food is too much urine <laughs> on my food. Do you know what I mean? Salt. You shouldn't go to weather spoons anymore, Daisy. But I, do you mean salt? If it's a bit salty, you think, well, I'm all right with a bit of salt. Urine, not even a bit. I'm, I'm very much. It's a, it's a hard line on that. So I, I'm not sure about these open container kind of pub snack and snack it's a nice idea I just don't trust my fellow man enough Mm. I once when I was performing at Latitude Festival I went to a country pub on the way down there in the middle of nowhere and I stopped for I think it was like chip like chicken and chips and the chips had a deep fried blue bottle fly in them 
And the woman was so funny because literally I said, oh, there's a fly in my chips. And she went, oh, do you want me to take them away? Or as if like, did you not want a fly in your chips? Um, I'm very, I'm very fussy about food. So I, I think, yeah, I would, I would be a, a no to the bar snacks. That's, that's from me. Great. Thank you, Daisy. And on that note, Daisy. What is your final top tip for surviving pubs? Okay, so my final top tip is to respect if you're going to a pub, social distancing. And that's why I wanted to talk about this man, because honestly, he's <laughs> such a hero. So Kaylee mentioned him, but he's a he's a cattle farmer from Cornwall. And to be honest, I feel a remarkable human being because essentially what he did, and I'm the jury's out, I'm not quite sure whether he turned, he put an electric fence that's normally used for cattle around the bar so that people wouldn't, in his little rural Cornwall pub, wouldn't kind of stay around the bar now what I love his name is Johnny McFadden of course it is <laughs> and he said this is a quote and this is from cornwalllive.com he said we're in a rural community everybody knows what an electric fence is if it keeps the sheep away it could keep the people away <laughs> now you can't you can't fault the logic there but the thing is I don't think electricity and you know drunk people should be combined but he obviously does. There was reports, apparently. There was claims that a few drunken people did get electrocuted on the Saturday night, to which Johnny responded, you'd be surprised how well people do keep away from it. It's the fear factor. And I just thought, Johnny, when they're using fear to control people, because he said sometimes it's not on, but they don't know if it's not on, that's a level of jeopardy I'm not sure you need. But what I loved was there was a statement from the brewery that owned the pub and they put, as a tenancy, the Star Inn is in charge of its own day-to-day -day operations. But we are in conversations with Johnny about how about his plans to replace the fence with a more traditional safety measure, which I love because it's like a really polite way of saying, yeah, we have spoken to Johnny about not being a lunatic. But Johnny is absolutely a man after my own heart because there are some things that it's such a draconian measure to electrocute someone for standing at the bar because you told them not to. But there are some things that people do that really irritate me. And I would just fucking love it if you were just allowed to like, <laughs> see when someone like spitting gum or spitting in the street, if you're not an athlete, don't gob near my shoe. I think if someone spits in the street or spits out gum in front of you, you should just be allowed to just clop them around the head. I think there are things that, not kill them, just, just a yeah. quick like tap to the ear. Like don't spit. I love spit. clop like, though, because clop sounds like you're clop. killing them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I thought I should clarify. I'm not that boom. but do you mean there's just some things that people do if someone coughs and they don't cover their mouth especially now just flick them oh. i think there's things you should yeah. just have a stick and you could poke people i just i love his his absolute no-nonsense approach to life i think it should be used more but I think it's about respecting other people's fears because mm. this is one of those things with coronavirus, especially that people think that it's somehow 
restricting their freedom to not do what they want. And okay, maybe it is, but actually you've got to be a team player and think about how you're impacting the other people around you. It's like people that, do you guys wear face masks in shops and stuff? Oh yeah. Kaylee? No. No. Oh no. (laughs) Okay. Well, I won't, I won't be too harsh because. Say what you you want. I don't mind. Well, no, it's just. She can rebut it. And I'm, I'm very biased towards people I know, but it is something I think that it's in the next sort of week or 10 days. They're going to make it that you have to wear a face mask. Um, And I'm quite claustrophobic, so I hate wearing them, but I just feel even if it just makes the shop worker feel more secure, it's just people should just wear it. And it's the same with pubs. But also there is um, in Japan, there's a company called Suntory and Suntory uh, make Jim Bean whiskey and Quavazier cognac. And they're trying to design a drinking helmet. So it's basically like this thing you wear that's somewhere in between a face mask and a no. and a shield. And then it's like a tube and you can drink like a big, big straw. And they they said that they've uh, sort of modeled it on like an astronaut's helmet. Um and they're honestly this is completely true. And this is from the Financial Times. I've got very fancy with my source for this one. But yeah, so because in Japan they're really struggling to get people to go back into pubs because of the fears around coronavirus, they're now and their distancing measures have been so kind of, you know, strict, they're now looking and also they I think in Japan it's more punishable for breaking lockdown and that kind of thing so Mm. yeah people are basically quite nervous so they want to make this like astronaut thing and I don't I I hate the idea of a drinking mask because whenever I'm in the pub I like to pretend I'm in a film in my head because I can't (laughs) see myself if I drink a cocktail I feel like I'm in Sex and the City just you know back in the 90s with those women just going on about men's dongs do you know what I mean that is all they talked about it was. I mean, it really is. A Just eat set. your salad. Your salad's getting cold. <laughs> but yeah, so I would drink cocktail. I like to pretend I'm in Sex City. But but in anything I'm drinking, whether it's like a glass of wine or whatever, I like to pretend I'm in a film and I'm the star of the film. And it's just a little role play I play with myself that no one else knows I'm playing. But you mean, there's a ritual to drinking. It makes you feel fancy that you're having whatever. You won't get that if if you've got a massive, because you can't, you know, like I love getting dressed up and going to the pub and, you know, putting a dress on. You could wear the fanciest dress in the world if you then put on a drinking helmet. It ain't going to work. I think the drinking helmet is good if you've got a spot. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's true. So, yeah, I think, um, and that's the kind of measures that could, I don't think they would, but could become normal if we don't just do whatever the pub says. If they say stay at your table and there's table service or queue for the loo or do whatever you need to, just, you know, behave. That's my, my tip. Great. Thank you, Daisy. Kaylee, you're a buttle. I love that Daisy says behave and then she's condoning Johnny McFadden's electrical fence. That's just <laughs> too ironic. No, sorry. I wasn't condoning the fence. I agree with the fence. You think I he's thought, a yeah, champion. You love him. He's, and he's I love the one him. who put it up. No, I know. No, 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 I've, <laughs> I've misconstrued myself. I'm with Johnny. Johnny thought people are misbehaving 
electrocute them. That's yeah, the that's kind of measure I want. To want to electrocute people for misbehaving is misbehaviour. Yeah. It's very oh, biblical. Yeah. First Testament. <laughs> But what I would like to say is that I've been start. I started this new job for a charity called Bar.org and it's all about sheep's mental health. And basically, wait, wait, like, wait. it's about who's, who's mental health? Sheeps. Sheeps. Yeah. Sheeps. Why are you saying <laughs> sheep that's already plural? Sheep. Yeah. So it's all about sheep. The and plural having... of sheep is sheep. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Go on, Katie. Go tell us about sheep's mental health. Yeah. So it's for the sheep, the sheep melted. Yeah, but she, she was doing it possessive. So sheeps, sheeps. No, so it's not sheep. The sheeps, but it's help. possessive. It's the possess. So sheep, a single sheep, five sheep. But if it's possessive, then it is a so sheep. You would say mental the mental health. health of sheep. Okay, you could do that too. Okay, so but the you're mental also... health of sheep. Okay, they're go. traumatized by sheeps. Like if it's possessive, one sheep. It's a, it, you're talking it, about like one sheep. Molly's mental health. The sheep's yeah, but Molly health. is singular. I know, but that's what I'm saying. If she sheep's is correct, if she's talking about possessive, was it possessive? I, I have no idea what I said now. Sheeps. I don't even know. No, but plural of sheep still, even I, if it was possessive, wouldn't be sheep. I agree with that. No, no, no. You're right. I'm saying I thought she was doing it as a possessive. I think you were sticking up for me, Molly, and I really appreciate it. But Molly just went in with a bo- not Daisy went with a bulldozer and like got you. <laughs> I'm used to it. I'm used to it. Anyway, so, go I ahead, Kaylee. Go ahead. Catches me out because Molly has such a conviction. I know. She can tell me anything and I would go, oh, shit, is it? Because if Molly went, oh, actually, Daisy, I think you'll find whilst you might recognize the sky as blue, it is in fact green. I go, fuck, I didn't know that. Well, I never actually, knew that. it's the light that passed. Anyway. Um, <laughs> am I the judge again now? Do I, do yeah. I need to make yeah. a point? Sorry. Either of you <laughs> Kaylee, go ahead. No, but what are you saying about? I think I think the animals. I will no longer carry on with my rebuttal because it will not be as funny as what just happened. Okay, great, (laughs) great. Thank you. Okay, but I genuinely want to know now what what happened with the sheep. Well, they're just traumatized by these electrical fences that they're getting attacked by, and it's not really very good for them. And I don't think that's good for humans to feel the way the sheep's. Or the sheep, or the sheep's possessive. The sheep. Do you know? Do you know what really upset me there? I was about to say what happened with the sheep's mental health, and as I said it, I realised Molly was right, and it really annoyed me. Told you. Boom, boom. That's my favorite tangent that ever happened on this podcast. But I do have one question, Kaylee. What are you doing to help? the sheep's mental health yeah listening to them <laughs> molly don't ask more questions of course she is just take it and not so eating red. them and not eating okay, them. so we're, we're gonna move on to the <laughs> points portion of this round <laughs> okay so uh, for the- <laughs> she's listening to them molly oh <laughs> of course i don't we don't even have time to delve into that which is the sad part <laughs> okay for the two points i'm going to give two points to daisy respect social distancing and also to our hero johnny mcfadden he's not my hero but you know what he's getting shit done because people aren't 
listening. We are still in a global pandemic and the only thing that is working is social distancing. Social distancing is important because you need to respect people's comfort and also that's been the best thing to help curb this pandemic. So I'm going to give Daisy two points for that. And then I also am going to give Kaylee a point for give free bar snacks. So she actually, she made some really good points. People will drink more, which means they'll spend more and it'll slow that down them getting drunk. So actually what that means, ladies, is we are now tied. Five uh -oh, to five. No. And so this is what I have decided as the tiebreaker. I'm going to give you five seconds. Okay. I want you to come up with the best pub name. If you had a pub, what would the name be? The Queen's Vagina. Okay. Queen's Vagina. <laughs> Kaylee? I'm gonna I'm gonna win the lavender bush. <laughs> she does win. That's fair and square. I'll extend it. <laughs> she wins. The lavender bush wins. And with that, Kaylee has survived pubs and is now in the lead. Thank you so much for listening. This has been How to Survive Your Life, How to Survive Pubs. You can follow us on Facebook at How to Survive Your Life. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at How the Number Two Survive Pod. You can email us at How to Survive Your Life Pod, all one word, at gmail.com. I'm Molly. That's Lavender Bush. That's Moon Cohen. We will see you <laughs> next week. Bye. 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 Theme music by Jazar.